All right, all right, all right. I'll do, I'll do my, Michael McConaughey since he's leading in the gubernatorial polls for governor of Texas. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so what is this and who the hell are we, right? This is the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast Network. We're getting to political corruption after the football season and college basketball. But right now it's NFL football season where week nine – uh, it's a business meeting for many reasons, right? You can't even taunt people. I see more taunting in business meetings. This what's allowed now in the NFL. But this is a business meeting. And you have to have in every single meeting, every single meeting as an MBA, somebody who has clients with net worth 20 million, 50 million, they have more money than Bill Belichick, some of my clients. And when you have a meeting, you have to have an agenda and you have to have a purpose and a scalable, repeatable outcome. Because that is what makes it a good business proposition, right? A good business plan. So to that end, I always say that the purpose of this podcast is to make me money. Because in sports betting... And for me, anything else, there's a big emphasis on authenticity and transparency. For me, it's the law and the fact that I'm middle class. And they, I'm under surveillance, right? Tucker Carlson's under surveillance. I'm under surveillance. They can take anything they want. They can see anything they want. Like Gruden knows, there's no such thing as a private email. Every single email you write, Think about it being read in open court. Some of my emails have been read <laughs> in open court, and I knew they were going to be read in open court, and I was they weren't going to let me talk, but my defense was the email I was writing. <laughs> so that's, that's purpose and outcome, right? The purpose is to make me money uh, to kind of counteract the gaslighting and lies you're being told out there, uh, calling cultured went 0 and 19 against the spread. You're not going to get that here. We pick every game, every over and under, and we have not had a losing week in 30 straight weeks of the podcast, right? It's kind of sad. I almost wish I had a losing week because it shows you the cynicism, right? I'm a very cynical, very jaded person, and it pays off in sports betting, fortunately and unfortunately. That's why we don't believe in Santa Claus, or the Easter Bunny. That's why keeping it real and authentic is so important to get the right people around you, all right? So if you listen to the podcast the last two years, last three years, really, you got 10 times more money than what you started out with. And it's really, it's abundance and kind of expanding your mind that that's what can happen. Look at Wall Street Bets, look at Robin Hood, look at all the money people made, but you can do that in sports betting. Because sports betting is a lot easier to figure out than complicated derivatives. IPO came out today, electric car. People look at Tesla. Tesla's up a thousand percent, right? We're up a thousand percent betting on college and NFL games. So that's one of the, the purposes. And that's one of the scalable, repeatable, consistent outcomes that we deliver. But on top of that, we give you the whys, 
in the house. Uh, I mean, then a reminder now I'm going to add some stuff to the top 10 rules of betting uh, with, and there's a newsletter that we got like 10 people signed up for the newsletter. I'm going to give it some content. I'm going to do some writing uh, correlation, right? I'm going to put correlation in there, right? If team, if the game goes over, team Y wins. <laughs> if the game goes other, team X wins, right? This correlation. And I'll add that to the top 10 rules of betting, all right? So we teach you the whys in the house. We give you financial first aid kit. We use business and financial concepts, right? To invest short-term investments, like a short-term option, very short-term option, right? And you get deliverables because really the NFL is a finance company. Real estate is a branch of finance. And at the end of the day, like Verizon, like McDonald's, the NFL is a commercial real estate company, right? To deliver a product for a space, the highest and best use of a space. If you ask Roger Goodell, he's going to say it's going to be a $5 billion stadium. That's the highest and best use of a space for Roger Goodell. To that end, he has to protect the shield. He has to protect the product, right? So for us, while we're watching Roger Goodell's product, highest, best use of the time is to make money while you're watching it. What does that do? It avoids arguments with your wife. Uh, you get to watch less Lifetime movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> less Hallmark uh, movies with the independent businesswoman, or she has a great job, but she's ignoring men. And she gets uh, shut in in some town, snowed in with a very nice uh, guy. They never divorced. There was a widow or just straight up single. He has two kids. Really nice guy. Right? So that's the story. So you get to avoid that for the hundredth time if you're buying your wife or girlfriend expensive items with a betting money. I'm going to, I'll be out here uh, next. November 20th, I'll be flying first class, $3,000 to <clears throat> uh, the armpit of America, no, uh, the state of Florida, <laughs> to visit my in-laws, all but betting money. I would never, no matter how much money I have, I would never spend $3,000 on airplane. But my wife, Anna, 17-year psychotherapist, did, right? Softening the blow, it came straight out of the, the, the bankroll, right? So... You got your purpose, you got your outcomes for other people, different outcomes. They like being right. I heard you. So, hey, we give you an opportunity to be right up to this point, 62.5% of the time. <laughs> Close to 50 grand, really it's 47 grand, but it's 50 grand total minus $3,000 airplane tickets to Florida. But to get to that point, right, we give you more information. I think we give you more information, right, more relevant information than actual sports. I can imagine wanting more information than what we give on the Hawthorne Effect in this podcast. So another business maxim, and it's so true, that if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's why we have a guy who's currently playing football, Chad Nolan. 
start, you know, he's going to be starting for the Las Vegas Knights, the Arena League. His brother is uh, the top-rated quarterback for Power 5 quarterbacks as far as efficiency goes, right? Efficiency and rushing yards goes. And we probably match him up with speed. He's probably going to be the fastest quarterback in the combine. And he might break the breaker for speed for a quarterback. And we got Scott Cole, fantasy expert, expert from the Northeast, right? Guys, what do you think about everything tonight? I'll let Chad go first, and I'll chime in. Um, you know, I'm uh, there's two games this week. I mean, um, that that are pretty exciting, and I'm just uh, you know. I'm, I, uh, I see some stuff this week that I really like that kind of is jumping out at me. And um, every time that it, 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 you know, every week, it's just coming a little easier. So um, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to think about some of these things and um, see if you guys talk me out of some of my picks or, uh... <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. All right. What do um, you think, Scott? Nine weeks of profit has been, has been phenomenal. Um, you know, we're on a, we're on a 60% roll here. So try to get it up to 70%, you know, one, two bad breaks have cost us. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy and satisfied where we are right now, but I want more. So let's right. go get it. Let's go right. get it. So we, we can do better. And we got reinforcements because sports betting. Um, and I'll show this graphic here. We're really, we're learning from our mentors really. Right. I'll have this up because it's important. <laughs> <laughs> right these guys collaborate with each other uh china says hey communism is better than capitalism because you guys are too competitive and don't know how to collaborate all these guys collaborate with each other they give each other strategies they mentor each other and they all have really you're looking at a billion dollars worth of uh income between all those guys Remember, the NFL is a $18 billion industry. Goodell's making $88 million a year. <laughs> right. So we got no choice but to monetize this, to be quite honest with you. All right. So to that end, we got, we'll start going through the games. We give you the wise business and financial concepts. There are, we're going to make sure there's a glossary and there's even more business and financial concepts we use. Uh, return to the mean is going to be big now. Arbitrage, that's what we give you the, the every game, because I bet every game, $1,000 a game, and it's arbitrage. Arbitrage is uh, straight out of the book. <laughs> Never too far away, because my office can get raided. All those files you see in the background, they can come take them, read them, or whatever. So I'm defending myself right here. Got the recorder on. And saying, you know, defending myself there because that's the best chance I have to defend myself before going to a rigged trial. So arbitrage is the buying and selling of uh, similar or related assets, taking advantage of market inefficiencies, which one guy, and I'll leave the link in the episode notes, one guy made $39 billion, and all he did was look at market inefficiencies. God knows how much money I've made. Sports betting, uh, identifying market inefficiencies, 
right? So we'll have a list to all those, but we use maybe 10. In every game, we use another strategy, you know? And sometimes it boils down to not overthinking common sense, <laughs> right? So we use the boss, street smarts, academics, whatever. So we got the Dolphins at home. And since I'm going to be there pretty soon, I'm going to look at the weather in Miami. Home on a Thursday night, short week against the Ravens, uh, who like to win close games until the last four games of the season, where they, sh they show their cards what they're really thinking. They're eight-point favorites, and the over-under is 46. What do you think, Scott? So, uh, Brissett is probably starting again uh, Thursday night. Uh, you saw him play against Houston last week. He did not play very well at all. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, they missed Tua, obviously. Um, you know, they, they have some injuries. Uh, they're it's running game. Too. That's yeah. Too. Yeah. They're, they're running game is non-existent right now. They don't have a running game. Um, Houston, who, as we know, is tanking, almost right. beat them in Miami Sunday. So right. going on that purpose, and I, I think Lamar uh, loves to play in Miami. He has uh, pretty good success in Miami um, in his career. I'm going to take the Ravens, and I'm going to say it's under because I don't think Miami's scoring a lot of points. I don't even think they're going to hit 14, to be honest with you. Um, I think what Baltimore's game plan on defense is, is to blitz the heck out of Brissett and uh, make him make him make some uh, quick decisions. And I don't think he's going to be able to do it. So I see Baltimore winning the game. I, I see it staying under the number. So that's that's where I'm going. Right. Re reluctant, reluctantly because of Harbaugh's past and what he's done. But I just think Miami is not a good football team right now. So, yeah, I think they're going to win 16, 16 to nothing. Uh, 60% chance of rain Thursday, and it is going to be 80% humidity. Uh, but so I'm going to hedge it. I'm going to hedge it a little bit. And, I'm gonna and I will tell. I will ahead. tell you the last time Lamar played in rain was up here in Foxborough, and he did not perform very well. I mean, driving rain in Florida is known for those driving rainstorms. So if that's the case, um, I'm still staying with my my two two picks, but I'm I'm just throwing that in as a precursor. I, and I don't think Miami's going to play well in the rain at all either. So, um, yeah, and in this situation where Jacoby Brissett is not playing regularly, um, and the fact that he's playing hurt, right? Uh, all leads towards the under, under 46. But I'm going to hedge it a little bit. I'm going to go Miami second half line because uh, Harbaugh doesn't care. He's like Gruden in a sense. He works his teams hard. He always has a ton of injuries. So then I'm going to be, it's 80%. I'm not, I'm going to go jogging and I'm going to tape it <laughs> in Florida. So you can see me breathing much less 80% humidity with a helmet on, right? No yep. way. No yep. way. Miami is, is a little bit used to it. And then the other thing is that uh, 
Game's going to start at 5. Let me see when Sunset is there. Sunset's going to be 5.30. So 6.30, the sun's going to be on there. And I don't know why they haven't changed it, but 80% of the time, Miami covers at home. And just off the top of my head, they covered against Atlanta. Lucky covered, and they covered last week. Uh the way the stadium is designed, the sun is on the visitor's sideline, squeezing every single <laughs> drop they have. The other thing, too, um, I know when USF played Tulsa, it was all over Twitter. People were texting me that Tulsa only brought two uh, moist machines. So when the game starts, look at the Raven sideline, see how many machines they have. If they have less than 10 or 15, they're going to be completely dehydrated in the second half. And I'm going to go Miami second half. So we're all in agreement. What do you think, Chad? You know, I agree. I like I like Baltimore here. I think Miami's just depleted and Baltimore can get up on them, control this game, run the ball. Um, I think their defense can can scheme up a, a shutout or a low keep keep Miami, Miami low scoring. And yeah. With all that, I like the under 46 and a half. So I'm in agreement with you guys there. Unanimous. Unanimous is Ravens minus seven under 46. And I'm going to the second half line because I could see it. Hopefully not. Hopefully, this is what I hope. 23 nothing at halftime. And then 23-14 final. I would hate for it to be a hardball special where he's up 16. And it ends up 16-10, <laughs> covering the seven points. I'm going to take it off uh, the key number and have it at seven, right? And hope for not a hardball special in the second half where he wins by less than uh, that key number. Because the, the technically, the Miami's going to have a, an advantage in that second half. All right? So... Atlanta at Dallas. Uh, I think it will be a return to the mean game for Dallas. And it seems like Atlanta's half tanking. They're not going to score many points in Dallas. So I'm going to go Dallas minus nine. Dallas minus nine. And under 55. What do you think, Scott? The under 55 is definitely in play. It's going to go under for sure. Um, Dallas Dallas didn't look like Dallas last week. And uh, I don't know what happened. A lot of injuries. Um, I believe Lamb wasn't healthy. Uh, Dak is still getting over his calf issue, I think. Um Atlanta is the seventh seed in the NFC. How that happened, I have no idea. No Ridley. They seem to be playing better without Ridley, which is which is really strange. But um, I think they come crashing back down. I think I think Dallas comes out guns a blazing, and I think they uh, I think they shut down Atlanta. I, th- I think the defense is going to show up in a major way. Um, I see Atlanta put putting one of those games up where they only score ten points, and Dallas will hit in the thirties. I think so. Um, that's where I go with it. I just think Dallas is gonna is gonna come back. It's an NFC game, it's a conference right. game. 
Um, so they desperate, they did definitely want to win this game. They're going to win it. They're going to win it big and make a statement that they're, they're, uh, not to be taken lightly the rest of the year. So. Yeah. Vegas agrees with us pricing it at nine from the get go. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's at, it's under the key number of 10 there. Um, you know, so with Vegas, you know, they're kind of telling us, I like Dallas here. I think it's a return to the mean game. I mean, Atlanta's an inferior team. Um, Definitely NFC matchup here, tiebreakers in play for for Dallas down the road. Um, so I think this one has a lot more is a lot more important than last week against Denver. Um, so yeah, and then 55s. Yeah, I mean it's a little too high I think with with Atlanta scoring here. So um, under Dallas minus nine, I agree. I like those. All right. So it's going to be Dallas minus nine, under 55. Double digit dog into in the division. Mike White is gonna start. Over under is forty eight. Uh, Mike White late touchdown. Wait for this line to get over fourteen. It might be. I don't know. It's gonna be fifty fifty at the, at, at Foxwoods. <laughs> Right, because the New York people and uh, they're both New York people, right? It's a battle for New York, upstate against the city, right? Uh, so I say Jets, whatever it balloons to, over 48 points because Buffalo had a rough week against that tough Urban Meyer defense in Jacksonville in 80 degree humidity. Very vanilla on offense, uh, probably holding back for this game, which is a division yeah, game. Uh, road teams have been covering like crazy, and the Jets are on the road. Mike White knows they're playing zone, so he's a smart kid. So he knows about those horizontal routes. I'm going Jets, whatever it balloons to, over 48. What do you think, Scott? That's a good number, 48. Um, I'm going to go slightly over. I think uh, for some reason, I think Buffalo is going to explode this week. I, I don't the, – that cover two that Jacksonville played against them over the top really gave Josh Allen fits. I think he's going to be able to hit one or two shots deep against the Jets. Um, and I think Mike White's going to be able to put up some points. I think the Bills, Bills defense is a little bit – more overrated than I, I think they really are. Um, I think against the run, they're, they're really good, but I think against the pass, they can be had. And I think Mike White's going to be able to to uh, to have some success in the air. Um, so I, I see this one like a, 30, uh, a 31 to 20 game. I think the Jets offensively are, are playing pretty well right now, especially with White at quarterback. I think the dump off to the running backs has, has been really successful for them. Um, so I, I see the, the Bills winning the game but not covering, and I see it going over the, the total. I think it could be a low 50s game. This is one of those sneaky over-under games with right. the uh, – you know, you always get one of those every week in the NFL, and this this could be the one that, that sneakily goes over. All so, right, so you're going Bills minus 13. Uh yeah, I'm going Bills minus 13, but I'm saying that the Jets the Jets uh, put it over. So I'm saying like 34-20, something like that. All right, so I'm the Jets, whatever it belongs to, 
at least uh, plus 14, double-digit dog in the division. A lot of road teams have been covering. Uh, both Scott and I agree on the over. I think if it goes over, I think if it goes over this number, I would I would take the Jets. So if it gets up, okay, got it. So you got the Jets as of right now. I would take the Bills, but if it goes any higher, I'm I'm on the Jets. Got it. So we're basically the same. Yes. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm taking the Jets here. Uh, Double digit dog in the division. Um, I'm gonna gonna play that. I think it's going to balloon to over two touchdowns. Um, I like, I think they can score with Mike White. I like this game to get over two. I think they'll be, I think Buffalo will have a return to mean offensively. They'll put some points up. I think Mike White will be able to keep pace. Um, and this one will be, you know, mid low, mid, right in the middle of the 50s. And uh, yeah, I like the Jets to keep it close within within two touchdowns here. So I'm, I mean, I, I'll take the Jets at 13. I think the Jets will keep this one close. So I like the Jets here. And, and this is, Right, this is straight out of the finance world. How that guy made $39 billion. If you like the bills, once you hear the sound of our voice on this podcast, we're getting more and more and more downloads. And I'll make sure to post it on Apple and on most major ones tonight, and then I'll finish tomorrow morning. Uh, oh, tomorrow morning is Veterans Day, and it has off. So I can stay up later. <laughs> Make sure everything gets posted. Once you hear the sound of our voice, get the bills. People on the live stream, bills, right? If you wait till Sunday, a half hour before Sunday, it really seems like those upstate New York people who bet the bills blindly at Foxwoods and whatever places are going down New Hampshire, right? Uh, Vermont, they're all hitting that their their apps in the, those casinos and bending the bills. And I think that plus 15 against the Jaguars last week, I think it was a product of that. They took it over the key number, and that was an easy cover for Jacksonville. The Jets with extra rest, they got a few days more rest than the Bills did. Uh, should, should, with emphasis on should, cover this game and another reason uh, to look for a backdoor cover is what we saw last week that I should have had three more right last week been way over 70% right McDermott as you see him right here McDermott is in the Andy Reid tree what did Andy Reid do last week he sat on the ball with 13 point lead <laughs> I guess that NFL team, I don't care if it's Jordan Love, whoever it is, that's just two drives. That's just two plays. But he's stubborn and he can't argue with him. He's the vice president, general manager, and head coach of the Chiefs. And he is the godfather of the Andy Reid Mafia. Like you see here, includes John Gruden, who's his brother, who was an NFL coach. Shanahan, who's the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. McVeigh, head coach of your LA Rams. Uh, here's a picture of Shermer, right? But he's the offensive corner of Denver who pulled that big upset last week. The current coach of the Jets is Clark Judge. And Clark Judge belongs to the other. You know how they have five families? The other family. 
there's three families in the NFL. There's the Carroll family. There's the Belichick family. Right. And there's the Andy Reid family. So Clark Judge, the current coach of the Giants, is part of the Bill Belichick family. Right. So to close it out, because it'll rear his ugly head, I promised myself I was going to use this chart to pick games because I would have done so well doing it last week. You got Rivera, you got Nagy, you got Frank Wright, and then you have, I forgot, I'm going to get the name of, let's see if I show about that. I'll get the name of this African-American gentleman. I believe who he's was, uh, Who was the Jets coach a couple of years ago? That, oh, this guy here? The other, the other screen was the Jets guy. Um, yeah, this, uh, you think of Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for your Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. This guy, I think it's Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator for Arizona. Yeah, that's who it is. That's who right. it is. Yeah, that's who it is. All right. So you say, how can you get a high percentage? I'm, and I say, how can we not? We're betting the same game like four or five times over and over again every week. So how could you not get? 70, 80%, right up to the luck factor, which in probability, that's why when you listen to a podcast and you say, oh, this is a stone cold lead pipe, super lock. It doesn't exist. That's the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus. The highest level probability in anything is 80%. There was an 80% chance that in 2020, there wasn't going to be a pandemic, right? And there was. Right. So and there was a point zero 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 one chance that you would be listening to Dr. Fauci and doing everything he told you to do in 2020. <laughs> and there was a point zero 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 chance that you even knew who Dr. Fauci was. You know, you didn't know who the guy was. But now you know who he is. And that's the way life is. Life is very chaotic and unpredictable. And unfair, right? And that's why uh, we have fun making money, kind of on you know, using business and financial concepts and math, right? So now, uh, out of the the Patriots had a bye week, right? Last week, or no, during the season? Uh, by the no, Panthers, not yet. Uh, They're coming. Not, it's coming. Not yet. All right. Not yet. All right. So. We got out of uh, 18 outcomes, the over and the under, we are 12 and six, right? On Patriots games. So you divide 12. 67%. 67%. Yep. 52.5% is break even. So we have Mm -hmm. a... 15 uh, percentage point margin. So between 52.5% right, and 67%, by consistently hitting 67%, that margin, 50%, you're giving yourself compound interest. Instead of paying compound interest on credit cards, you're giving yourself compound interest and leaving it in the bankroll. For as long as possible until the wife wants something or extravagant. <laughs> then, then I'll go. Betting money goes first. So we'll go to the Northeast, our New England Patriots expert who's been making us money. Who's making you money? Scott Cove, 
is making you money with all the games, but right now with Patriot games. What do you think about this week? So the Browns are pretty banged up here. No chub because of COVID. Baker Mayfield's playing with one shoulder, basically. Odell Beckham is now gone from there. So um, the, offensively, they're going to be very challenged against Belichick defense to, to be successful. Right. Um, I don't think Darius Johnson's going to have the type of game he had two weeks ago against Denver. Um, where he just ran wild all over him. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the game is going to be a defensive game. I think the Patriots have a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger right now. Uh, they're on a winning streak now. I think they they finally uh, know who they are and, and know what they need to do in games to win. So I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm definitely going to under. I, I don't know if it's going to even hit 35, but I'm going to under for sure. This just has all the markings of a 17-10 game. Right. Um, for sure. Um, I think both teams are going to be – I think the Patriots going to move the ball a little bit better than Cleveland. Um, but I also think that Cleveland is going to be very inconsistent the whole game. Third down percentage is not going to be good. Um, I think Mac Jones is, has been a really good quarterback for them in terms of what Belichick wants them to do. And I think he's going to do the same thing again this week. He's going to manage the game, going to throw a touchdown – um, the running game is going to be pretty good for them. Um, you know, he's going to hit some uh, some big key third down conversions late in the game to to seal the win. So I look for Mac Jones to continue what he's been doing. Um, I look for the Patriots to win a low-scoring game in Foxborough. Big game in the AFC in terms of playoff uh, picture. And I, I think these are the type of games that Belichick – is gets his teams ready for, gets his teams right. up for, and don't forget he was a, he was a coach in Cleveland in the nineties, right. so he knows that that fan base, he knows that team, he knows what they want to do, um, so he's going to take their run game away. He's going to make Baker Mayfield beat them, and he's not going to be able to do it. So that's what I look for. And you make a good point because these guys, the more I study them, you know, because you study corporate governance, which is part of fundamental analysis. You got to understand the corporate governance of the team. That's why Steve Jobs was such a big deal. Elon Musk is such a big deal now, right? You got to study the CEO. And these guys are not like you and I. I remember being at certain jobs, certain people who stabbed me in the back, right? Stole money from me 15, 20 years ago. I've forgotten about it. I can laugh about it now. He doesn't laugh about it. That's why he's not married, right? He probably hates his ex twice. <laughs> he doesn't talk to her. That's why he's married to the game of football. He's basically an ogre who doesn't talk to anybody. Bill Belichick. So he still carries that judge that, that uh, I forgot about it this year too. He carries that grudge against the Jets. That's why he blew out the Jets for no yeah. reason with the Jets. And he still has that grudge against the city of Cleveland, because this is not even this is an expansion team, right? The real Cleveland Browns that cheated him are the Ravens, which he has a crush against too, right? Right. Well, and don't forget, and don't forget the last year he was coaching in Cleveland. That's when they moved to Baltimore, right? So, and they were supposed to be the AFC champion that year. You yeah. know, ESPN had a big thing on it and stuff like that. So, our um, Modell cut the knees from under him, saying that it, he was going to move. Exactly. Right, and exactly. all the players started quitting. It's almost like he like paid 
the players to quit on Bill Cheat. And the and the other thing in this game, don't forget, not only is there no Chubb, there's no Felton, and there's no John Kelly, and that's three out of their four running backs. So I don't know, other than Johnson, who's the running guy. the ball for them. Yeah. University of Florida. Uh, so hot Florida. is he is he gonna be able to hold up for four quarters in playing almost 95 to 100 percent of the snaps? I don't know. That's that's he, the beat. He, he will me. hang up, but he's only one guy. Yeah, yeah. He's used to playing in the heat. He's used to being the underdog, yeah. you know, on his own team. Uh, and his body's built for the NFL. And he's super fast, too, especially with pads on compared to other speed. So he'll, he'll be ready. He'll hold up. But, again, are they going to think he's going to hold up? And do you want to, you know, put a beating on him like that? Vapor uh, may feel look healthier last week. But – Young quarterbacks against Bill Belichick do not fare well at all, ever. He's putting his real offense on there. Uh, I think Stefanoski is going to go with the running game, right? Running game, travels. That's what he's going to try to do, even though it's not going to work. That's what he's going to sell to the team, that uh, running plays travel and defense travels. So – uh, I really do not see it working, but that that's under all the way. He's got to keep his plays for the Steelers, for the Bengals, which they beat last week, and for the Ravens. Yep. Not using it in this game. Stefanowski and uh, Callahan, the offensive line coach, is really the assistant head coach. Uh, that's what they've been doing their whole lives. And they don't like changing. They don't have to change. These are multi, multi-millionaires. Uh, great grandkids have money. No reason, no reason for these guys to change the modus operandi. And they're right in there for that seventh spot for the playoffs anyways. So Patriots, I'm, man, I'm making sure this, but the Patriots are getting plus money, if I'm not mistaken. With all those new casinos opening, I am mistaken. Except on FanDuel, they're uh, one and a half points bet. They're at minus one. So a lot of these apps, I mean, a lot of these apps are opening up in the Midwest. They're putting heavy money on Cleveland for God knows what reason, because one of their offensive tackles is out for the year. The other tackle is hurt. So on FanDuel points, that's why you got a shot, right? Bet it now. Bet it now. <laughs> bet it what, now. One, bet it now. now. And, and that one and a half, that money line must be good, because there's a difference between having a plus money, plus money, money line versus having a minus Money line. They're both great as far as risk mitigation, but if you can, you want that plus money, money line, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm doing three sides of the bet. I'm doing Patriots money line because you know with the field goal kickers, hundred percent going to the under, and you can give us really great information on the weather up there. It's just starting to get cold because all these guys with this energy, if it's getting cold with these injuries, when it's getting cold. Once their backs stiffen up at halftime, they come right back out. 
You got to go with the because that's the thing about Belichick. He's done a great job building depth on that defense. So they really can play four quarters like they did it against the Chargers. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, talking Patriots games though, right? Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you guys here. I think Browns are kind of battered up and they're going to try to run the ball. Dearness Johnson, I think Bill Belichick's going to be able to stop that run um, under the under 45 and a half for sure. And I, I think Patriots money line is the way to go. I think they'll win this game. They're, it's big home game, big point in the season, um, tiebreaker for the AFC playoffs. Uh, I, I, like, I like Patriots money line and under 45 and a half here look good. Big time. So we're all in agreement on those. I got to check it, but I think when we're all in agreement, we're really at that 70%. <laughs> When the games we disagree on, there's always some sort of crazy outcome. <laughs> All right. So, got the Lions coming off a bye at, at home against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is a nine-point favorite. Here we go again with Detroit. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Lions plus 10 points. Coming off a bye. And I think the same thing that happens because people, hey, why does Tomlin need to change? He makes the playoffs every year. He's won a Super Bowl. He made a big deal about it, right? He's like, oh, ask Andy Reid, right? Won one Super Bowl. Ask Sean Payton. He's won one Super Bowl. So he's making a big deal. He's won one Super Bowl, right? When he got asked about the college drop, mentioned he didn't mention Belichick, right? Because Belichick's like, oh, I got seven Super Bowls. And he has a grudge against Belichick. I love Belichick's line after the last Super Bowl. They ask him, what are you thinking about, Coach? He's like, well, the Steelers got a head start on us in the offseason. And that was because Tomlin said after the playoff game that it wasn't fair because they won on a Sunday and the Patriots won on a Saturday. And the Patriots had the extra day. (laughs) So Belichick's like, oh. Uh, we're behind the Steelers here in the offseason because we won the Super Bowl. Hey, everybody goes crazy. But, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Tomlin, uh, under 43. I think there's going to be scoring late. So I'm going to go Lions plus 10, over 43. They need a win. So look for a trick play like they did against the Rams. They covered against the Rams because they had a fake punt, right? And they had a uh, double reverse pass. To golf of Wall Street. So I'm going Lions minus 10 over 43. What do you think, Scott? <laughs> Lions live here in the point spread every week. 9, 10, 8. Right. Over the key um, number. I know. Um, I'm going to go over the 43. I think that's too low. Right, the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. 45, I think that's a little too low. I think this gets to like 47 or something. Right. I'm going to take the Steelers at home. I don't know if they Detroit is equipped to stop Najee Harris, and I don't think the Steelers are going to have to throw the ball a ton. I think their defense is going to play really well. Um, I think Tomlin probably is giving them a lashing based on the fourth quarter of the, right. the Bears game. So I, I think – that's going to be fresh in their minds for this Sunday. Um, you know, I think I'm going to add on to what Jim said, Jim Coventry said in the offseason. I think Detroit's about ready to, to, to get this number one pick. So I think you're going to see some 
a lot of the young players playing. Uh, they have no wide receivers at all, zero wide receivers. So they just signed Josh Reynolds today. So that tells you what they what they think of their wide receivers. Mm. Um, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take the over. I think Pittsburgh's going to get in the 30s here, and I think Detroit could score like 17. So that's where I would go with this game. I think I just think Pittsburgh's going to run the ball a lot, and I think Najee Harris is going to have a, a big day on the ground for them. So – that's where I'm going. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of running in this game. Yeah, absolutely. DeAndre I like, Swift. Go ahead. Yeah, I, like, I like the over here, too. I think this one's going to sneak over um, the 42 and a half. Um, and I think that, like, because it's going to go, I think it's going to go over. I think Detroit's going to cover uh, the plus nine. Um, you know, I think that a backdoor cover. I would buy that extra point, though. This is a line. This is a loser team. <laughs> so yeah. I'll get it to 10, plus 10. Yeah, and that line's probably going to balloon up, I would assume. Uh, you probably can get a 10 at kickoff if you like the Lions. But, yeah, I think I think the Lions can uh, – I think they can score here, make this one go over, keep it close, keep it keep it under 10, and uh, and cover this one. I think I don't really think Pittsburgh's – like a style really fares well covering big numbers, um, the way they're going to try to run the ball with Najee and the way Tomlin's a defensive coach. He's trying to win games with defense. So I mean, as a, as a double digit favorite, uh, you know, I never like to to take Pittsburgh here. So I'm, I, I like the Lions. I'm gonna rock with the Lions and over forty two and a half. Yeah, and Chad, I mean, uh, Scott, you had the Steelers a ten or nine? Yeah, I took the Steelers. I hate doing it, but <laughs> I, I think I think Detroit is gonna start tanking games here pretty soon. Right. I I think they're just gonna, you know, they've played really hard in most games. I just think that they got the number one draft pick um, right now. And I think they're just going to start tanking games. I think they're going to start looking at the future. I think that's, what's going to happen. They're coming off the buy. So I think that's the decision of what their coaching staff is. Is they're going to look at, you know, Swift's a stud. They're going to look at him a little bit more. They're going to try to get the young wide receivers in the game and, and they know what they have in Hawkinson. So that's what I think. So and you like the over 43 or under 43? Over. Over. over 43, right. So we all agree on the over 43. Mm-hmm. And the consensus pick is the Lions plus 10 or whatever it balloons to half hour before kickoff. And what I'll do is I'll do a live video on Twitter right after I bet it like a half hour before. Yeah, if it gets to like 14 or something, which you could very well, I, I would definitely take the Lions in that case right. once it gets up, it balloons up to that, so. So we're I actually do. all in agreement. We got yeah, yeah. If it stays guys. where it is, I'm on Pittsburgh. But if it starts going up, I'm on Detroit for sure. So if you're a Steeler fan and you choose to ignore the top ten rules of betting, number one rule, and then the top ten rules of betting, do not bet your own team. You see, there, I graduated University of South Florida. I think the South Florida Bulls are going to cover uh, and blow out. Number five, Cincinnati on Friday. I wouldn't take that bet because <laughs> I'm very, very biased against USF. Uh, if you're a Steeler fan and you insist on, do you want to bet the Steelers? Uh, after what you saw on Monday night where, you know, Tomlin just salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. He took the long-term view, took his starters out, played soft zone, and let uh, Chicago come back to that game. He's going to do the same this week. Thanks, coach. (laughs) So I'm going to not have recency bias, but say, hey, this is a man's philosophy. And I've been watching him for 30 years. 
because he was a defensive assistant in Tampa with Joe Barry, who was his other assistant, who was uh, defensive coordinator at Green Bay. Right now, and Herm Edwards, Tony Dungy, Lovey Smith, Monty Kiffin. <laughs> I didn't know what I was watching, but all these guys were coaching. And then it ended up being, uh, you got Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, and John Lynch, guys that were on the field in the Hall of Fame. And a couple other guys should have been on the fame from that defense. Aronde Barber, I uh, forgot the edge guy that used to rush from Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl year. All those guys should be in the Hall of Fame, but you can only put so many people in the Hall of Fame for that. Mike Kiffin should probably be in the Hall of Fame because they won a Super Bowl with Gruden. So that's three, four, five, six guys that should be in the Hall of Fame. Tomlin was part of that, and they all had the same philosophy. So that's what we're going. Uh, the Jaguars fresh off covering 15 points against the Colts, against the Bills at home in an unfair environment. Uh, there was a sellout. Half uh, Bills fans, half Jaguars fans. That made that stadium hot. Even, you know, radio people were talking about it. Uh, now they're going, no, they're home again. Am I right on the on that they're home in Jacksonville? No, that's it in Indy. It's a, it is in Indy. Okay, let me change that. All right, so is it going to be in the dome? And the over under is forty eight. The double digit dog in the division. Uh, people on their apps and the casinos have been hammering favorites. So whatever it balloons to, again, I'm going with your Jacksonville Jaguars. Plus 10. Uh, I think this week, Jacksonville, they have to score a little bit. I think uh, Lawrence is getting a little bit more comfortable. And now the Jaguars have two wins. They win this game. Um, that'll make truth tellers of the people that tell me, you know, have, you know, they talk to Meyer that, that he wants to win this year. So, seeing how he plays this game to see if they BSing me or not. But they already got first round draft picks. He already has the number one overall pick. If Meyer wants to win this year, there's a perfect opportunity for him to do so. Uh, his special teams that he runs, they're doing really well. Now, their defense, now the defensive coordinator in Jacksonville. Uh, Pease or whatever is uh, an assistant. The guy underneath him all coached under Harbaugh, so they they know how to coach defense. And now I got some intel that Meyer, being the hothead that he is, got in a fight with Daryl Bevel. Now Brian Trahimer is running that offense, and Brian Trahimer is you know taking a leadership role, uh, cursing out players, pushing uh, Trevor Lawrence around. So that kind of leads me to think that maybe he wants to make the playoffs. <laughs> so I like this game against the Colts. The Colts do not have depth. They're starting 22, probably up there in the NFL. Once you get beyond that in special teams, they're not that good. So I like the Jaguars, whatever balloons to, over 48. What do you think, Scott? I'm falling for it again. I'm taking Jacksonville. <laughs> I fell for it last week with Buffalo. <laughs> I don't think Indy's going to be able to blow them out. I, I think, as as said on this pod before, I think Indy's defense is a little bit more um, overrated than they, they are. I don't think they're very good. Right. Um, they get one or two injuries on their defense. They're going to be in serious trouble. So 
Um, Wentz has played at a, at a, a higher level than he has. He's going to come down off of that at some point. I just think this could be the game he does. Um, you know, both teams need to win. Both teams need to win. Um, I just think Jacksonville is, is going to come into Indy and put up a fight, uh, keep the game close for four quarters. And uh, I like I like Jacksonville in this spot. I think they're going to cover. I think the game is, is going to st- – just barely go under, but it's going to go under. Uh, I look for a field goal game. I, I think Jacksonville will get James Robinson back this week. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence has a connection with Dan Arnold. I think the tight end has been playing really, really well. So I look for that to continue. I look for, for Jacksonville to be able to move the ball up and down the field. And I think Jacksonville keeps the game close in the end. So Yeah, and I like Jacksonville sticking that long as well. What do you think, Trev? Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement here. Um, I love Jacksonville here, double-digit dog of the division. Um, I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball and score. I like the over here. I like over 47 and a half. I think this one, one will get to at least 49. Um, you know, so I, I think I think both teams uh, will, will score here. So, yeah, I, I like the over, and I like Jacksonville. Jacksonville keeps it close. I don't think um, the Colts are in – any position to blow them out or, you know, stop them completely from scoring. I think uh, Jackson will be able to move the ball here at this point in the season. So. No, big time. And when we say double digit dog in the division, that is because historically uh, and the last three years, because it's what have you done for me lately? Things change. Uh, And it's been 90%. It always could have been a hundred percent for me. Last year, because the only the year before, actually, the year before, the only time that the favorite covered double digit spreads in the division, it was Bill Belichick in the Godfather, Andy Reid from the Andy Reid family. They're the only ones who covered double digit dogs in the division with spreads, or else I would have gotten 100% of those. You almost bet it blindly. You never bet anything blindly. Right, but double-digit dogs in the division cover eighty percent of the time. And the and the other thing is, as a better, you want to look for trends that aren't going to be on paper or anything. Indy does not play well in the second half. No, Baltimore and the Jets they did not play well at all. Those teams scored. Those teams covered second half, whatever the point spreads were. And I think Je- I'm I agree with all you. Of us. Yeah. yeah, I think Jacksonville is going to do do the same thing. To them, the same thing. So, and that's something that um, Meyer talks about. He likes being in shape, right? He, he stayed in shape all those years, having a wife and girlfriends. <laughs> it kept him in shape. That's how he stayed in shape. <laughs> so you got the Titans and the Saints. I think uh, midnight strikes for Tannehill. Uh, Saints are kind of a crazy team. John Payne's kind of crazy. He is from, right? We do our homework here. Uh, number two role, Billy. Always do your research. So, Sean Payne from the Bill Parcells family. We're just using mafia terms to make it easier. Bill Parcells to get Bill Belichick. And Sean Payton, who has won a Super Bowl, and he covered for us with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
uh, getting a Super Bowl coach against the Derrick Henry less Titans. And uh, I used to have, when I first started working, working myself through college, I was at a cubicle job in this old man stand. And old man stands told me, Josh, got to learn how to read people. You got to read people's body language, look at their face. And I didn't have him for weeks. When I saw him uh, on the sidelines against Seattle, Mike Rabel does not look good. I think maybe he's having back problems, probably needs back surgery. He doesn't seem like he's sleeping. He kind of seems like he's overwhelmed. He's really run his team hard, right? Coming off a big win against the Rams, you know, in that big stadium where Stafford basically gave the game away with two interceptions. Uh, and the Saints coming off a bad loss last week. Uh, Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning coach, hasn't slept. Uh, if I'm looking at it right, I'm getting three points here. Three. Tennessee favored by three. Right. So they're not a loser team. So I'm going to go Saints minus three. And these types of games that usually, because if you live in the past, you die in the past. These types of games historically would go under it's right at the nfl average at 85 and this is not the nfl of 10 years ago so i'm going to go saints minus i mean plus whatever it is at game time but i'm pretty sure it's probably going to stay around three three point five maybe by <laughs> half a point three point five over 45 because sean payton's going to figure out ways to score what do you think scott yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, had the Saints won that game last week, I'd probably go in Tennessee, but um, that was a division and conference game that they lost, so that counts as two, right. basically. That's does not sit well with Peyton, I know for a fact. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm going to say Taysom Hill is going to be a bigger part of this game than he was last week. Um, I, I think you're going to have to watch the reports on Kamara. They did bring three running backs in to try out. Um, they said Kamara was in the blue tent for a while last game. So we're going to wa- watch that. Um, so I, I think I think the Saints are going to lock the Titans down on offense. I think Tannehill is going to – I think this is the game Tannehill is going to have to prove something. I don't think he's going to – they've had huge wins the last three weeks, last three out of four. I think the burst, the bubble bursts on this one. I, I think New Orleans comes in. To Tennessee gets the win, um, and it goes over. It goes over. I think ten, ten, uh, New Orleans is going to score close to thirty this game. So I'm going to play the money line in that. Are you guys going to do the same, or what do you think? Or we'll decide uh, at the end, which is uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go money line. Money line yeah. yeah, I like the money. I like it too. Yeah, all right, I like it. I think so. I think think they can win this one. Like I, I just can't see. Yeah, like with Derrick Henry going out, they're not going to keep. They're not going to keep the, – the, there's going to have to be some type of figuring it out without Derrick Henry. That's going to have to come at some point. It right. didn't come last week. Um, they were up for it in the Rams' primetime game in a $7 billion brand new stadium. I don't I don't think they're going to – yeah, they, they're going to let, let down this week. I think the Saints are, like you said, they're in a, a spot where they're really going to come in. Sean Payton's Hall of Fame coach, going to have a good game plan. They're going to they're gonna come get, get a win. 
Yeah, you know, when you're playing like a Hall of Fame coach like Sean Payne, you have to have all your guns. You have to have what your original plan was going into the season. Without Derrick Henry there, um, Tannehill really didn't didn't show anything last week. He just he just what he did last week was not lose the game after Stafford threw those interceptions and gave him short field. He executed the short field after the turnover offense. And uh, got them the win, great defensive win as well. And and two things that go unnoticed in that win last week, pick six. Right. And they did not run the ball well at all last week. Peterson did not have a good average. You know, McNichols didn't run the ball. Deontay Foreman was their best running back, and he didn't have a lot of yards. So if they're going to run the ball for that many yards every game and put the pressure on Tannehill, they're going to quickly become – a team that gets a five or six seed in the playoffs. Right. So Vrabel's going to have to figure this out. The defense is going to have to play over their heads the rest of the season. I just don't think they're going to this week. I think New Orleans is going to be able to go up and down the field against them um, with success. All right. So we got the Saints on the money line. I'll ask again, which we're going to use for the money line pick of the week. But we are nine weeks straight in a row where we've given you a money line winner that we ourselves have monetized. So we got three sides of the bets on this. Three sides. We got the Saints plus 3.5, over 45, and the Saints Super Bowl winning coach, Sean Payton, from the Bill Parcells tree, right? Money line, over 45, figures out how to score, plus 3.5. You get two out of three, that's 66%. And break even is 52.5%. Here we go again. WTF. At home. <laughs> coming up, both teams are coming off the bye against Tampa Bay. Uh, bet the Redskins unsuccessfully several times this year where they've had ridiculous losses, missing three sheep shot field goals. Right, last time we saw them, uh, horrible in the red zone against Green Bay. They kept going for it on fourth down. Now I know why. Do they have a nutcase for a field goal kicker against Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay has a lot of injuries. They're coming off a bye. It's at ten now. I think there's going to be a lot of recency bias. This is a revenge game because Tampa Bay beat them in the playoffs last year. So what does that mean? That means they saw them on the schedule. And for the part of the summer that they were not looking at film for division teams, they were looking at Tampa Bay. So I, I see this as Tampa Bay will still win the game because they have Tom Brady, who's won seven Super Bowls. But again, salesmen think short term. Most of them think short term anyways, right? Those Urban Meyer blondes. Salesmen sales businessmen and business women think long-term. Tampa Bay just wants to get out of here with a win, entertain all those rich people in Washington, getting close to Christmas with a close loss. So I'm going to go WTF plus the 11, under 52. That seems kind of high because they, they got to follow what Billichie did to him. Jack Del Rio, who has a Super Bowl ring, uh, been to many Super Bowls, 
uh, Ron Rivera, right? So you look at Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera has a Super Bowl ring. And Ron Rivera is from the Mike Holmberg Mafia, right? Defensive coordinator for the man. And mentored as a head coach for the man coming off a bye. So I like WTF under 52. What do you think, Scott? So uh, I was going to say the Patriots. Brady and the Bucks came off a loss against New Orleans yes. right before the bye. Division opponent uh, lost the game. Okay. He's had two weeks to stew on that. I know Brady well enough to know he's going to come out guns a-blazing. This remember week. who he lost to, right? He lost to? Sean Payton. Exactly. Right. Those are two game close games. Yep. Against that same defense. Yeah. So I've been on the Washington bandwagon all year. I'm coming off of it for this game. <laughs> I, I think Tampa's just going to explode. I think this right, is right, going right. to be an offensive explosion <laughs> for Tampa Bay. I think they're going to put in the 30s. I think Washington's going to score, too. I think both teams are going to score. I'm going on the over on this for sure. Um, they couldn't handle Heineke in the playoffs last year. Right. I, don't, I don't think they're going to handle him to a certain extent. I think McLaurin's going to have a huge game because that Tampa secondary is not very good. Um, but I, I just like Tampa Bay in this situation. Coming off a, lot, a division loss, two weeks to stew on it. Arians and Brady will have that team ready to go. Uh, uh, Brady, the offensive coordinator, will get them in right situations. Right, right, right. Yeah, in um, right situations, in uh, key uh, third down situations, if they come across them. I just love Tampa in this, this spot. So I'm going to take Tampa and the over in this. No, I think that's a smart pick, too, as well. Uh, I'm just going out the other way. So break the tie, Scott. Uh, Chad, what are your thoughts? All right. So here on my side, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Washington here. I think it'll balloon up. I'm gonna wait. I think if I you know get it on the other side of 10, 10 and a half. Um, you know, Washington coming off the bye at home. Um, I think they can keep it close. I do agree with Scott. I think Tampa's gonna come out. Um Guns of blazing. So I, I'm on the over here. To, uh, I'm on for my total. I think it's going to go over the 50, 51 and a half. Um, you know, but I just think 10 points, I think Washington will be able to score enough on the Tampa Bay secondary. Um, I, I think to keep Back it close here. Touching, like a meaningless touchdown. Yeah. And so, so I like Washington um, with 10 points. And then uh, I agree with Scott. I think it goes over 51 and a half. All right. So a super split decision. That means this game's going to go crazy. <laughs> it, it could very well go in the 60s. It could be like a 37-24 game, 37-27. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I like Tampa to score 35 for sure. So, like a 35-27 a <coughs> or 35-28. You guys are probably right. I'm probably living in the past. I'm thinking of Jack Del Rio 10 years ago. Just both teams' secondaries are just – just awful, awful, awful. Like, yeah, they're not. They're gonna yeah. give up some big ones, you know. It's just. I'm thinking they're gonna play their safety, Steve, trying to keep everything up front, right? But, but the uh, thing with that is Brady, Brady will see that, and pick that apart. Oh, yeah. He'll go to Godwin. He'll go to his tight ends. He'll just, 
I just think them coming off that loss at New Orleans, Brady having two weeks to sit on that with Arians, it's it. Uh, he's going to be fired up and ready to go, and they don't want to lose sight of that one seed in the NFC. So that that's that all that makes me think Tampa's just going to win yeah, by two Blazers touchdowns. Blazers don't want to pay uh, travel costs. I feel like I'm kind of hedging my Washington plus 10 pick with the over because if Washington does get blown out and they don't cover, it's going to go over. It's going right, to they're going to be scoring a lot of meaningless late touchdowns. Uh, Scott Turner. Scott Turner. The son of North Turner. All right, so we have a super split decision. Besides, we're going to go plus 11 or whatever it balloons to. With those Tampa Bay betters late, plus 11 plus. I say under 52. Scott and Chad say over 52. All right. Next game is your. Let me, let me make sure, guys, check me on this. Been a long day. Uh, Eagles at home against the Broncos. Eagles on the road. Denver. Eagles on the road. Okay. Against the Broncos and the Eagles are favored by three. The over under is Denver's favored by two and a half. Okay. Denver, total 45. Total is 45. So I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Plus three on the road. Then just recency bias because Denver beat Dallas last week. Uh, I think that was a special game plan by Pat Shermer, right? Pat Shermer is from, let me make sure I have this right. Pat Trimmer, as you see on a graph, it's actually from the Andy Reid tree. There he goes, former head coach in the New York Jets. Had dialed up a great game plan, like we're saying Peyton's going to do, for Dallas. Uh, I don't think Dak was right. Uh, Denver really wanted that game. They, you know, they expended a lot on that game. Eagles coming off a loss against the Chargers. Uh, there's a lot of heat on them. I don't think they're 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 tanking. And then the Fangio defense, he has a great defense, but it does not account for the quarterback. So I'm going to take Scott's advice that for the first three quarters, Jalen Harris is going to run and then play well in the fourth quarter to get this game over. So I like the Eagles plus three over 45, which is the average of an NFL game. The Eagles plus three, right, uh, over 45. This is a game that usually would go under, but I think it's going to be a lot of late scoring. As I'm seeing, a lot of teams out of shape, not taking advantage of the 19 people on the practice squad. The Eagles are, Denver isn't, right? Because Denver's on, they're going to sell the team. So they have not played well 
in the second half. And based on what Scott's saying about how good Hertz is in the second half, I'm going Philadelphia Eagles second half line. Right. Now you're saying, Josh, you're going a lot of dogs. I'm like, well, not original dogs. Dogs a half hour before kick, kick, kick off, which is a lot different than the original dog, the dog right now, right? To a half hour before kickoff. What do you think, Scott? I agree with you. It's going over. I think I think Hertz is gonna his tendency has been fourth quarter comes. He plays uh he's a different quarterback. So I'm gonna go the over. I'm gonna take Denver. I, I think Denver is uh is gonna get up by so much going in the fourth quarter. I don't know what Philly's doing. You know, up until the last two weeks, they weren't they were throwing the ball at six over sixty percent. Now they're running the ball at over sixty percent. Um so I don't know what they're doing uh, offensively. I think that they're sending mixed signals in terms of do we want to win? Do we not want to win? Are we trying to tank? Are we not trying to tank? I have no idea. Do we want Deshaun um, Watson? Do we not want Deshaun Watson? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going to take Denver at home. I think Philly's going to have trouble with the altitude a little bit uh, going in there. Um, they go, you know, they're once every eight years they go up there. So I don't think any many of these players have been accustomed to that. So um, I'm going to say that Denver wins the game. I think they cover. I think it's going to be a uh, like a 27-21 score, something like that. Uh, I think Teddy yeah. Bridgewater is playing pretty well right now. I, th I think he's playing pretty well. He's getting the ball to who he needs to get the ball to. Noah Fant is back off the COVID. I think he's going to have a big game. Um, Philly doesn't cover tight ends very well, so. I like Denver in the over in this. We both agree on, it, on, on the over. Yep. I'm Eagles plus three. Scott's Denver minus two. We go over 45. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree on the over here. I, I, I like this one to go over. I think uh, both teams will score it. The altitude, I think defenses get a little tired. I think it leaves some late touchdowns for the over. Um, man, I just – I can't believe – Denver to me, as a favorite, is just I I can't see that see I mean see how they can be even favorites right now at this point really, um, I like I, I think the sign's gonna balloon I think the Eagles will get up to plus four plus five um I think they can keep it close um you know if Denver wins this game they're gonna, I I see them winning by no more than a field goal, um I see this being a close game I see this being decided in the fourth quarter, um. You know, so I, I think uh, I think Philly can keep this one close and, uh, and and being it at the end and cover this and maybe even win the game. So I'm, I'm going to go Philly with whatever it balloons to and over the 45. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so the consensus pick is whatever. Again, we've been saying this a lot, marketing efficiency, whatever it balloons to, recency bias, especially – with Denver beating a public team uh, last week, that line's going to go up a little bit, right? So the consensus pick is the Eagles plus three, plus four. But all three of us agree on the over 45. Now, you could use a strategy of, okay, when they disagree, let me just bet what they agree on. So you could just bet the over 45 if you want. Uh, I bet every game. So I'm going to go Eagles, whatever balloons to over 45 and Eagle second half line 
because Denver does not want to pay for backups. Just the same as the Colts. Right. Let me know if I have this right late in the day here. Uh, Seattle's at home against the Packers. No, they're in Green Bay, I think. They're in Green Bay, okay. The other way around. Yeah, they're in Green Bay. It's in Green uh, Bay. Green Bay. It's at home. Aaron Rodgers. Now, one thing to know about Aaron Rodgers, he's not a doctor. <laughs> so I could care less what he says about medicine. Yeah. Uh, in Seattle, I'm looking here at Vegas Insider. Seattle is getting three and a half points at FanDuel, three and a half points at points that. And three and a half a bet in GM. I'm buying that half a point going Seattle plus four under 50. Green Bay is going to do the same thing that they did against uh, the Chiefs. Same game plan. Cut the game in half, not make mistakes, try to win it 13 10. But I'm going to Seattle Monday line. Super Bowl winning coach coming up for bye. Pete Carroll, 70 years old. He didn't sleep. All he did was watch film. So I'm going to Seattle plus four, money line under 50. What do you think, Scott? I agree. Russell Wilson's back this week. So I, I think they're about ready to uh, take off here. I think they need to, to win some right. games in a quick hurry to uh, get back into playoff contention. And I think they'll do that. Their offense has been struggling with the, without them. I think he's going to hit both receivers. I think that everybody's going to have a big game here. Um, if Green Bay does not have Rodgers, I don't see how they they score a lot of points. You know, Seattle and Kansas City's defense is in the same realm. So I just don't see how Green Bay is going to score 14 against Seattle. Uh, Jordan Love is, is not ready to lead a team yet. He's getting there, but not yet. Uh, but Rodgers may play. So that would change a little bit if Rogers plays, right. but I still think Seattle covers. I still think Seattle. See, in fact, Seattle's going to win this game. I think so. I'm going to take Seattle on the money line. Take Seattle plus the four, and I'm going to take the under on this game. I 100% agree. Even if Rogers plays, it's not to say <laughs> Rogers because the man is sick. Yeah, he's not going to be ready for a full game. So, what do you think, Chad? Yep, I'm right there with you guys. I think Seahawks plus four money line. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game with or without Aaron Rodgers. Um, and yeah, I think this one's going under. I mean, Pete Carroll's defensive coach. Uh, I think both teams could try to run the ball. Seattle with a lead is definitely going to be running the ball. Um, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Green Bay is going to be very similar to last week against the Chiefs. So yeah, I like like this under fifty, and the Seahawks here to win the game. Hundred percent. Uh, so what we're going to do is we'll make this one <laughs> basically debating the same thing. We're going to bet a Super Bowl winning coach, right, against a young quarterback that's been 100% this year. 
even Spagnuolo last year, he's won three Super Bowls against Green Bay. He doesn't run the offense. Pretty much he covered as a defensive guy. Uh, Pete Carroll against a young kid or even a sick Aaron Rodgers. So the Colt money line picks of the week are your New England Patriots on the money line and Seattle on the money line. What do you guys think about that? I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, Sunday night and Monday night, we go to the West Coast. You got Kansas City on the road going to that big stadium in Vegas. Uh, Vegas has beat them the last two years. Kansas City is a three to two and a half point favorite. Over under is 52 and a half, and it swings down to 51 and a half at Circa in Las Vegas. I don't know if they have an app, but if you're in Vegas Circa, you can send your proxy over there and get two and a half, 51 and a half. What do you think about this game? Make sense of this game for us, Scott. Um, it's going under. I think it's going to be an under game. Kansas City on offense has struggled a lot. So I think they'll try to take some shots down the field. I don't know how successful they'll be, but they're going to have to try. I think Reed will have something he hasn't shown yet that he'll take out of his bag of tricks to show on a primetime Sunday night game against a division opponent. Right. Don't forget the Raiders. The Raiders have had very good success against Kansas City in the recent past. Right. And Derek Carr has played very well against them lately. And this game is in Vegas, and it's a, it's a huge division game for them. And basically, we put the Raiders up an extra game and a half to two games on them if they win this game. So I'm going to take the Raiders based on that, and I'm going to take the under because I, I, just, I just think that the Raiders know what's at stake in this game, and I think they'll be very well prepared to run the ball against Kansas City to set up the pass. That's the way they're going to have to attack Kansas City with Waller and take a couple shots to, to Edwards or, uh, or Renfro. Renfro is going to be very big in this game as well. So I like the Raiders to cover and I like the under in this game. Raiders and the under. So what I'll do is get that right now, get the Raiders at, Plus three. And the Raiders at plus three under 52 because it is a division game. And it's a home dog. Home dog on Sunday night, which is a Monday night, but kind of similar. And they're playing in that huge billion dollar stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll look if it makes sense. I'll, I'll get plus four. Because, you know, definitely going to be a field goal game. Uh, what worries me is the number one draft pick, defensive back, is not there. All right. So, again, it's almost like the Sean Payton game where they're missing someone. Uh, Gruden in this game, uh, his absence is minimized because this game plan was done during the summer. Not done now. Mm-hmm. It might be even better because Olsen can put his wrinkles in. Carr – 
gets to talk instead of being just told to shut up. I like the under 52 because of that. Uh, both teams should have decent depth, right? So it should their defenses should hold up in the fourth quarter. Raiders defense did not hold up in Denver, but that was because of the altitude. They kept them in the game against the Giants. It was just cars that picked six, lost them that game. And cars inability really to come through in the clutch and always have that big turnover. Uh, he hasn't had him against the Chiefs because he he's been studying that defense to death, Spagnolo. Uh and I think the difference is going to be the Raiders offensive line coach, who should be a head coach if it wasn't for his temper and the fact that he slept with another coach's wife and then he got in a fight and broke the jaw of another assistant coach. That's why he can't be a head coach anywhere. But he's a great offensive line coach. That really what Spagnuolo tries to do is eat you up with that defensive line. Uh, Tala Ali or whatever that guy's name is out for the Chiefs. They're depleted at the defensive line. So I'll go Raiders plus four under 52. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, you know, home, home dog Sunday night in the division. Um, you know, in, in the division game, I like the under. I think it's going to be a hard fought game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Raiders in their new stadium, I think they're going to get the calls. And I, I think, you know, three and a half, I think they'll be able to cover this one. Um, if not win the game outright. So, yeah, I like the Raiders here with the points and uh, and the under, under 52. Well, Raiders plus four, under 52, Sunday night. Most of these games have gone over. So it's about time for a game to go under. And that's a big number. 52 is a key number. Maybe you want to get 53. Just get it off those key numbers. So plus four, under 53. Right, key numbers are very important. Now, Monday night, we stay on the west coast. You got let me make sure I got this right. Hey, did you did we already do the Carolina, Arizona, the Minnesota Chargers? No, no, we didn't. Those are let's, one, let's go ahead and take those. Those are two one o'clock games. Uh, so you got Carolina at Arizona. Uh, Arizona's 10 and a half point favorite and totals 44. Uh, I'm sure I put it on the spreadsheet. So that's who's the home team? Arizona. Okay, Arizona. They're 10 and a half point home favorites. Totals 44. Over under is 44. So what do you think, Chad? Thank you for that. Because I would have I completely missed that. Man, Carolina's coming off a win, right? Right. Oh, no. no, they just lost they just lost New England last yeah, week. Yeah, they lost New England. They won the week before that. Mm-hmm. Um man, I'll I just man, we were we we faded the <laughs> fading the Cardinals has been so unprofitable for me, even last week, man. We were all right. over. 
And not only that, I mean, we got the Niners at plus one. The line, what did it close at? Minus five. You know, I got like a whole touchdown of value. I'm yeah. like, oh, shoot. And still, so, man, I'm reluctant. Um, you know, I didn't. What did. Um, and PJ Walker starting. Yeah, is that so? PJ Walker got the start. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch, see this game last week. I, um, so PJ Walker got the start for for Carolina this start. week. Last week it was Darnold and he was awful, and now they're trying to say he's hurt. Uh, okay, okay. Skeptical of it. I think he's just ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hurt in the head, maybe. Yeah. Oh, by yeah, so the way, you're you're hurt. You're sitting down. That's <laughs> it. You're so the, the the total is so low is because PJ Walker's starting. That's why it's forty four. Right. Yeah. And Carolina has been under all year. Wow. We made a lot of money on Carolina unders to uh, not lose money because we always get the side run. <laughs> right. No, uh, I just think is Carolina trying to – or is, is is Arizona trying to blow Carolina out or they're just trying to get this No, one? they're just trying you to know? muddle along. You know, it's on the other side of the key number 10. It's at 10 and a half. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm thinking Carolina plus 10 and a half under 44. Uh, a win bet. Scott, win bet. I think they just launched in Massachusetts. You can set up an account in Mass legally. Did they really? Yeah, at win bet. W-Y. <laughs> this is your first bet. Win bet. I'll first you bet money. is P.J. Yeah, Walker. <laughs> Word bet. Uh, <laughs> My first bet, PJ Walker. Right. Over under passing yards. Word bet. Uh, plus 11 under 44. I oh agree with God. that. Oh, my God. Oh my I don't know. God. I don't know if I can do PJ Walker because he was two out of 11, right? Last time he played. But yeah, I mean, is that, is that line? That line's got a balloon. It's right. got a balloon. It's it's yeah, got yeah, a, yeah. it's got. So that's a, gonna get to fourteen. I'm gonna write balloon line half. Hour, I got a long list. Half hour before. <laughs> right, half our picks are balloon lines. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have like two or three sports books up because, unfortunately, with me, when you have a win streak, they delay the bet. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, so so here's here's the dilemma that that I have. Is you got PJ Walker starting for Carolina, right? And you might have Colt McCoy starting for Arizona, right? It's possible. Under probably like it's gonna go. It's gonna go under, right? So if it's going under, you got to take Carolina because all Carolina has to basically is score fourteen points and they're gonna cover the spread, right? Easy. So I'm taking Carolina and I'm taking under. The other thing is. Yeah. When I watched them last week against 49ers, it's a different game, right? Because it's a uh, division game, and they've been studying yep. them all summer. Yeah. Carolina, Cole uh, McCoy even does 12th year in the league. He's there to run. And Klingsbury, he has all different sides to this, right? The side he's using now is the ball control side. So this has a lot of under. So I would bet more on the under than the side and wait for it to balloon. Right, and we're all in agreement. Ballooned half hour before kickoff, maybe forty five minutes because we have a long list. 
uh, uh, against. <laughs> We're waiting for marketing efficiency. We're waiting for people. Some, some, some things you, you bet right now, right? Like Dallas, Dallas minus nine. Bet them right now because Dallas mm-hmm. is the only team. And that might get a little out of control like you did last week. Uh, Bills, if you want the Bills minus 13 before that key number, bet them yeah. now. Yeah, get them now. All the same people that they paid all that money to go to Jacksonville, they're all not going to be at Foxwood putting 10, 15, 20, 50,000 dollars blindly on the bills. Okay, so that's going to go over 14. All right, Carolina, wait, <laughs> right? Because if it's an under game and Clinsbury says, Hey, we have a clear advantage, we don't want to show what we do in the air raid. Uh, ball control and McCoy, if your dude ain't open or he's AJ Green, doesn't know the play, <laughs> just take off, man. Start right. Right. So that's balloon line plus 11 or more uh, under 44. Bet more on this game on the under. All right. What was the other game, Chad? Thank you. Because uh, Minnesota at LA Chargers. Charger three point home favorites. Total is 53. So it is the Chargers at Minnesota at the Chargers. Ah, okay. They go into um, real estate. Actually, the Vikings owner has commercial real estate in California. The, the Chargers need a win. They got a good win last week coming off a bye. I think their, their players are somewhat fresh. Uh, over under 53. All these Viking games have gone over. Other than the, the Dallas game when uh, they had a backup quarterback and their offensive line kept Minnesota off the field. And I don't know why Minnesota kind of played along with it. Uh, so the last two out of three games have gone over for Minnesota. The last game was 31-34 against the Ravens. They covered for me. Flying out to the Chargers with a cheap owner that does not want to pay for backups. Chargers minus three, under 54. Chargers going to get the call from the refs because right now the Vikings are more of a deadbeat, extra luggage the NFL does not want to carry. All right. And I got some information on the Vikings owner that I can't disclose. But it's relative to the fact they don't have any backups. So I'm going Chargers minus three. And I think I'm living in the past. So I'm going to modernize my bet and say in 2021, it's going to be the Chargers minus three. Over 53. What do you think, Scott? Right with you. I think um, 
this Justin Herbert trend is going to continue. Um, you know, he's playing a defensive coach, but I, I, Minnesota doesn't have the, uh, the the guys in the secondary to stop the Chargers' passing game. Um, so I, I think Herbert's going to have another huge game. I think um, it's going to go over for sure. It's going to be in the 60s. It's going to be like a Baltimore fi- final score, 34-31, 37-31. I just think the Chargers have too many weapons for Minnesota to stop. And I think on the other side, the Chargers don't, you know, Minnesota's got too many weapons for the Chargers to stop. So I think this is going to be a up and down, back and forth, high scoring game. And it favors the Chargers. It favors the Chargers with everything swirling around Minnesota right now. I go with them. Right. I go with the Chargers. And I think that Minnesota, to add fuel to the fire, um, obviously pissed off the refs last week. Where they put a 15 yard penalty on the intern. Right. And he should have gotten the penalty, right? He hits a player out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't get fired like Gruden did. But it's just a slap in the face of Goodell and Goodell. You know how Goodell doesn't like <laughs> Goodell doesn't take those things very well. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I agree. I think the Chargers uh coming off the bye, got the win last week, first home game back. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. I think this one's going to be up and down the field, which favors the Chargers. Um, here, and yeah, I, th- I think that uh, the Chargers are going to be able to win this one by a touchdown and that, uh, that this one will get over. So I-, I agree with you guys. I like those picks. All right. So 100% agreement, Chargers minus three, over 53. I like all these. We- we're right on there, man. Like to go 30 and no one week, right? Get get back all the bad luck we've got before. All right. So we got all of them. Thank you, Chad, because I completely would have missed those two games. Mm-hmm. So we got the Rams minus four. Over under is 49 in San Francisco. Both teams coming off bad losses. Both teams coming off bad losses. Uh Aaron Donald. And I'm kind of thinking that Von Miller, this is a game they wanted him in. Right? Because the San Francisco offensive line, they're good run blockers, but they're horrible pass blockers if you're going to judge them by the Arizona game last week. Garoppolo, you can blame him because he didn't have enough time to throw. I don't think Lance is... Um, they don't want him in there. <clears throat> Some people are telling me he's just not that good. And B, the, the offensive line can't pass block. Both come from the same tree, right? Both uh, McVeigh's dad was the general manager. And he interned, mentored by Gruden. Same thing with Shanahan. They were on the same staff in Tampa. Shanahan's dad wants the Super Bowls. He's been to the Super Bowl as offensive corner of Atlanta, and he only had a game plan for a half, right? <laughs> and they're going to keep it in the second half. Then he took Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. That was a great coaching job by him and John Lynch. That's why I think it's going to be a close game. Rams are going to win. So what I'm going to do is, because right now, Ben and GM is minus four, Bobato minus four. 
I'm going to go on Monday night, home dog on Monday night, right? It's almost 80%. You almost better blindly do research. So I'm going to go uh, Rams money line, 49ers, right? Under 49. You're going to have to run the ball, right? Because he can't pass block. And Shanahan knows his own offense, which is McVay's offense, right? It's all the same thing. So it's going to keep this game under. Rams money line, 29ers plus four, right? Keep it over the key number of three. 29ers plus four, home dog on Monday night, as we know this year. <laughs> it reared his ugly head this year with the Titans. Uh, plus four. Under 49. What do you think, Scott? Three sides of this bet. What what concerns me with the Rams is Stafford's back and how hurt is he? Right. They didn't practice last week at all. They haven't started practicing until tomorrow. Right. Um, so how how hurt is Stafford? And is he limping to the bye? And then something's gonna come out. Um, but I just don't have any confidence in San Francisco right now. They can cover this. Um, you know, if Lance was had any kind of confidence from the coaching staff, he probably would be in there right now. Right. So uh, Jimmy G has been very inconsistent this year, very inconsistent. Uh, so I'm going to say the Rams barely squeak out covering. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. I think the Rams have weapons all over the field. I don't know how San Francisco is going to cover Cooper Cup. He's just a he's just a beast right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the game is under because I I don't think the Rams are going to score more than 24 points. And I think the Rams are going to win by a touchdown. So that's where I'm at on this game. I just think the Rams have too much across the board for San Francisco to deal with. So all right. So we go Rams minus seven. And what do you think about the over under? Under, under, under. under. Yeah. Rams minus seven, under forty nine. You know, I'm trying to get that tape I saw of uh, Stafford and training camp, which, from my eyes, what I see was an old guy <laughs> with a yeah. who's hurt. Right. So, uh, break the tie, Chad. I got. Rams on a money line because I still think they're going to win the game. Yeah. I do not think a Super Bowl winning coach is going to not cover two division games in a row. He's going to figure something out. So it's 49ers plus four. The dog on Monday night covers 80% of the time. So plus four, under 49. Uh, Scott is Rams minus seven, under 49. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I'm, I, I got to rock with the home dog here on Monday night. Um, San Francisco plus the four Super Bowl winning coach as a home dog on Monday night. And uh, I agree with you guys on the under. This one goes under 49. Um, that's what I'm rocking with. All right. So we all agree under 49. And when we disagree on the side, that means it's a crazy game. <laughs> up, at the, up until this point. There you go. Shaggy goes 49ers. Uh, 
plus four. And I think it's going to be late, late money on the 49ers. So I would bet the 49ers now, which is kind of the opposite. We've been saying it, but real intelligence is situational. But we all agree on the under 49. Right. And and don't forget the stat that I saw. San Francisco's lost eleven out of their last twelve home games. So right. The Rams money line is is definitely a way to go on this. So I'm yeah. I'm with you. I'll take the Rams on the money line as well. So okay. Yeah. It's money line. Yeah, that that's 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 tough because Cal's lost all their home games. And you know, some people say it's uh restrictions, COVID restrictions. Right, right. Why they're losing all these games. Uh, but it's Super Bowl coach time, <laughs> right? And they lost a lot of games. So let's see if he can figure something out. It'll be yep. very interesting to know. But uh, the goal is that from a money standpoint, that game most likely is going to be relevant to us. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to laugh, have a good time watching it. We're going to be gripping throwing stuff, upset, <laughs> or the craziness that goes on because we've made good profit with all these games, bringing it out. And um, I'm really proud of the job that we've done because this is complicated stuff. The last two weeks have been completely insane. And yeah. it, gets, it gets even crazier as we go along, but we get profit because we have a process. It's bigger than all of us. So last words, what do you think, Scott? What do you think, Chad? So I, I like this week. I think uh, I think we can get to that 70 for sure. Um, you know, it's been the last two weeks have been weird, weird NFL weeks for sure. And time. we're still and we're still consistently in the 60 percent range. So um, it's it's a tribute to our research and doing homework and uh, and bringing it onto the podcast, and, and right. laying it out there for everybody to, to hear and to think when they go to the betting window and make their bets so big time big time what do you think chad man i think it's another good week it's uh this is the most overs we've ever picked we have seven overs and seven unders nice we usually are under heavy this is the, <laughs> the first time it's the most overs we've ever picked but i think that's where the season's shifting so i think right. like um you know you know, early on in the season, defenses are more fresh than they are right now. So I think that's a good shift. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. I think last week was one of the best totals week I've had in, in a little while. So uh, I think our sides will get catch right back up and we can maintain that that totals from last week. Should have 70% week. 100%. And you do not have to pay actions. I think it's not, you know, uh, not to judge people. I really do think it might not be your wisest choice to pay action sports $300 a month for extra data. I think we're giving you, we look at data, we look at games, we read the local newspapers. Uh, I know I, I read probably like 10 different newspapers, right? And when you're reading 10 different newspapers, right? You're really reading on 20 teams the hometown newspaper who they played last year, right? So it's a lot of information that we filter down to the information you need to monetize and convert the fact that you're watching the game, highest best use of your time into, for me, my wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011. 
and we're paying $3,000 first class tickets purely on betting money. But we're sharing the information, right? Most people that have our percentages do not share the information. They just enjoy the money and keep the information to themselves. The difference between us, we share it. And it's not just for, for you know, for being a nice guy, because nice guys finish last, but it's for collaboration. We've gotten great information from people who listen to the podcast. <laughs> and then Scott, Chad, and I collaborate. And then since our information's out there, we get a benefit of the Hawthorne effect, which is whatever you track and you measure, you make transparent and you improve its performance by 10 to 20%. So if we're at 62.7% by using this process, that's how we get to 80%, right? Yeah, so, and I can, I can tell you in the last few weeks, I've started watching coaches' press conferences and taking little bits and pieces out of that too, in terms of what they think of other teams. So, in body language. Yeah, yeah. If sometimes when the coach looks happy, I've made money betting that. Because, oh, yeah, he's seen the game plan and he, right. he's making $5 million for a reason. He's even Belichick. You can tell when he's thinking too much and when he's kind of up, you know, same thing with Saint. Uh, and it's because they know what they're doing and they got good reports from their assistants that might win this weekend or they have a good chance of winning this weekend, right? Pete Carroll's the same way. It almost used to be that when Pete Carroll tweets out, they usually win because he's not gripping about the game alone in the office, <laughs> trying to figure something out. He's already figured it out. He's confident. Boom. Bet on Pete Carroll. So Winston Churchill said, we make a living from our labor, but you make a life and you win a lot more games sports betting by what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast.